Good afternoon, Arsenal fans. Welcome to our latest 49 Undefeated podcast. Uh, I'm the editor for the for Football.London, Tom Marshall-Bailey. I'll be heading things up with me. Uh, we've got Andy Hart, our social media editor. Good afternoon, Andy. Afternoon, mate. All right. Uh, yeah, all good. Yeah, not too bad. And uh, and we've got Charlie, who is out in Munich for us ahead of tomorrow's big game. We've got the press conference this evening. How how are things over there, Charlie? Very nice, mate. Very sunny. Very uh, beautiful city in the, the sort of hour that I've been here looking around at the moment. So yeah, very much looking forward to the next couple of days. Fantastic. Um, and we'll have loads of coverage around the press conference this evening. Um, plenty of stuff going on. Um, plenty of stuff on the website already combined 11s which I'm sure will get people talking um, obviously tonight is is massive gentlemen um, but we'll quickly touch on what happened at the weekend Arsenal back to winning ways by hook or by crook against Hull Andy what did you make of what was a pretty turgid performance I think it's fair to say yeah I mean we, we both watched it didn't we and uh, it, was, it goes back to that sort of slow start that we've been seeing from the team the last couple of couple of weeks it just there wasn't really any spark there we we all said that we wanted to see Danny Welbeck start the game and um, I think I was pretty disappointed that he didn't and again you know you, you saw the team that he did put out and I thought yeah still enough to beat whole. I know they've been in good form and, and the managers really turned things around but you know I thought there was enough we he went with the front sort of three or four that that was so good early in the season with Sanchez up front on his own with Ozil, Wobi and Walcott so I, th- I thought you know maybe we'd see a Sort of return to that fast-flowing football. We didn't really see that, and um, you know, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a loss to why. To be honest, is it? I'm not sure. It goes back to the whole missing Fazola thing, or is it something else? It's getting a bit. It's a bit worrying at the moment, actually. And Alexis bails us out yet again, doesn't he, Charlie? Oh, he did. Yeah, I got. I'm sort of going back to what Andy was talking about there. I think, given the week that Arsenal had going into that, confidence was rock bottom. Everyone was. Up. On them, everyone was waiting for a slip up, and I think they felt that pressure. Yeah, so to be fair, I actually thought they started pretty well. I, they, I thought they set a decent tempo in the first half, and um, I think they finished the first half with ten shots and Hull only had one. And um, and and Arsenal did, I thought, deservedly had the lead, albeit by a very fortunate goal, which probably shouldn't have shouldn't have counted. But I thought the second half was when things got really nervy, as it stayed one 0 for long enough, um, for, for longer and longer, and Hull really started to get that sense they might be able to sneak something from it and you could sense certainly around the Emirates but um, certainly around the press box and the Emirates anyway people getting edgy and could sort of sense that there's possibly an equaliser coming but um, it, it wasn't being to be fair I didn't really have that many chance but they keep pitch it like a couple of saves and, um, and then we mix it but the second goal on the breakaway with, uh, with the penalty um, but I thought that the performance for me didn't really matter last weekend. I thought we were so short on confidence and everyone was so low after the dreadful week we'd had that all that mattered was getting back to winning ways. And, and when we did that, we got the three points. I, I thought it just sort of stopped the rot a little bit and could just take a little bit of confidence into tomorrow night's game, which was all important. Well, that, that was obviously the key. Two back-to-back defeats. Yeah. Obviously, it was a disjointed performance and it doesn't from a kind of a, a longer term perspective make for you know pretty you know particularly good watching really um, it was I thought it was quite disjointed at times in midfield again I know Chamberlain had a great performance but again there just looked a real lack of fluidity about the team but ultimately as Charlie said three points on the board all this talk about a power shift with Tottenham and they go and you know blooming 
do what they always do at Anfield and fall apart. That was funny, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and it's admittedly we've. I'd, I'd argue that we've probably of the top six have one of the more difficult fixture lists left. But as Charlie said, obviously ahead of such a big game in Munich, just getting some some more some points on the board, getting back into a position where we now feel okay. Admittedly, there's a, there's a game coming up at Anfield. Which is going to be huge, absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be huge, um, and it feels probably fills all of us with a bit of dread. Um, but yeah. heading into a game of this magnitude, getting those points was just so important, wasn't it? Yeah, no, you're both right. I mean, it's one of those games where we probably won't even remember it in about a month's time. It's just all about getting the points on the board, and that's that's what the what the biggest shame about the Watford result is. It's just it was just one of those games where we just needed to just be professional and finish the job get the points on the board but you know it's not to be um, hopefully hopefully they can take some confidence out of it and and uh, you know we go into the, the Munich game hope you know and get some some real fluidity back to our play because I think we just haven't seen that for so long now and it, um, it's a bit worrying but I think tomorrow is going to be one of those games where we need to be very well organised defensively um, and just hopefully nick something on the break because I said it to you in the office. I think we need to score out there. That's the most important thing for me. Yeah, I, I think that's the consensus certainly amongst Arsenal fans I've spoken to. Is if we can score, if mm. if we can keep it to, I mean, a draw, fantastic. But a narrow defeat, yeah, I think. Draw. I think fans would probably take a two-one in the circumstances. Charlie, do you? Oh, I would. I would snap your hand off for a two-one. There you all, go. All day long. There you go. Do you do you subscribe to the get idea? Away get an away goal and only and limit yourself to one goal deficit and away goal. I think you've got to take that as a very good result over here. I mean, we all saw what happened last time we were here. Absolutely, it was, uh, it was just an absolute disaster. And it's three 0 down by half time. It was game over, and they can't afford that. Now we've got to start well, right? And you saying it's all about being organised and um, sort of shielding the back four and not giving Bayern any sort of really limiting the supply to Lewandowski and if we can get if we can sneak out of here with like I said a one goal deficit and the away goal then I think Arsenal would be actually delighted that obviously you prefer to be all square or even somehow sneak a lead but I think a, a one goal deficit with an away goal would be a, would be a very good result for Arsenal at a place like this Do you buy into the idea that this is a good time to play Bayern Munich? No not really <laughs> I look at their team and I don't really buy it and you I, look at where they are in the league table and they're walking away a bit again and I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I'm, I've been a little bit surprised by this whole kind of. I mean, admittedly, the if we'd have finished second, it would have been a draw with. Uh, we'd have been up against Barcelona, um, <laughs> and obviously you're you're not here for the second leg, Charlie. So I'd have been out in Barcelona and and vice versa. So we, we'll we'll you know overlook that, um, but. I, I just don't quite buy this idea personally that it's a good time to face them. Yes, okay, then maybe not the the same machine that they were on the Yup Henkers, and they're not. They, they don't look like they're completely firing all cylinders yet. They're still seven points clear at the top of the Bundesliga. They've got world class players in every position. They they still look at a a formidable. Um, it looks a formidable task um, for Arsenal to, to overcome this, doesn't it, Andy? Oh, I mean, it's going to be the toughest game we've had all season, for sure. Um, they might be missing uh, Xabi Alonso, which could be a bit of a bonus, to be honest, because he really does make their team tick. Boateng as well? Yep, yeah, I think they'll be missing Boateng and Frank Ribéry, yeah. um, although they should be back for the second leg. You know. <laughs> so, um, I, it, look, whoever they field, it's going to be a really tough evening. The Arsenal players have just got to 
keep it tight in the first 20 minutes because we can, like Charlie said, what happened last season in the group stages, if we concede early, I, you know, it's just damage limitation from then on. And we've got to, they've just got to keep their head switched on. I think Shaq will probably come back in tomorrow and it's a massive night for him. He's got to just keep his discipline because I think if it's him... It's a big opportunity yeah, for him, Oh, isn't it? it is because him, Chamberlain and maybe Coquelin who might play... Elneny, know, possibly. Elneny, possibly, yeah. Um, it's, it's a huge night for the, for the midfield because they need to give that back full protection. So... Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, it's, it's going to be a huge test. But I think, I think that that midfield battle is so so important, and that's why yeah. I, I did a piece yesterday saying I would I would leave Medvedev out tomorrow night. Mm. It sounds stupid because he was such a very such. But but player, it's but it's it's a huge talking point ahead of the game. Tactical, uh, yep. being tactically aware, and I think I'm just not sure you can have a player like Medvedev in a game like this in that number ten role. We're not going to have much of the ball. We're not going to do much attacking. So is it really worth having? someone basically who's allowed to do what he wants floating around in the attacking third it just it doesn't make sense to me it's all about keeping keeping things tight and just adding an extra little bit, bit of a protective barrier in front of the back four so if you bring in either El Nenny or Jacker to be fair I think I'd bring in El Nenny I wouldn't play Jack, but I think to bring him in having not played for three weeks is quite a big ask he must be it'll be a little bit rusty and I'd, I'd play El Nenny ready to play and I'd play, play him Cochran and probably move Box a little bit further forward out of the three, but not telling to go and do an Ozil roll or anything like that. They've all got to sit there and really keep things tight. And if we can hit on the break, I've got play, play well back on the left, extending for a few weeks. And I'm hoping that Arsenal's been saving him for this one because I think it'd be so important. And because um, he would also help back defensively. Obviously, you've got Sanchez who would defend from the front. So it's just all about keeping things tight. It's all about work ethic. It's all about backing each other up. And I'm just not sure Mesut Ozil fits into that. Bringing back in for the home leg at the Emirates, where more emphasis is going to be on attacking. But in terms of tomorrow night, keeping yourself in the game, giving you something yourselves to play for in North London, I, I, I'd leave them on the bench. I I find the whole selection conundrum in midfield, up top, really interesting. I I mean, I actually would go for Xhaka personally. I thought. Coquelin looked really, really out of sorts again at the weekend. I did. I thought Chamberlain's performance in midfield. I thought he was brilliant, and he would be possibly someone that I'd push into a ten role. Although I think I'd almost have it as a three. I'd have. I'd go for Jacarel Nenny and Chamberlain personally. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that had a bit of steel. I mean, the, obviously Coquelin's work rate and there'll be hair around if you see, but you sort of certainly got a bit of physical presence there if you. If you play Jacker and then you next to each other. Well, the the thing for, for the thing for me is if we were to play Welbeck in that left side of it, I don't know about you, Andy, but I I think that Jacker is the kind of player that will look for those long balls and can exploit some gaps in between the, in between the fullbacks and and the centre half because that's where I think Arsenal might get a little bit of joy having a Welbeck out wide, having having possibly Walcott, Walcott on the yeah. other flank, Walcott obviously. I know he got a lot of stick for the for his role in the Chelsea uh, Marcos Alonso goal and that he didn't cover. But something that a lot of people have flagged up this season is that, on the whole, he's been tracking back, making sure he's looking after Bellerin or whoever it is that's playing behind him. Yeah. What would you? What What would be your midfield and forward combination to, uh, tomorrow night? I'm like you. I think I mentioned Xhaka. I think you're right about his distribution. I think we've missed that in the last couple of weeks. It's going to be a game where they're going to press us really high every time we get the ball. Um, and we need that outlet. So if we do play someone like Welbeck on the left or Walcott on the right, I think Shaq is going to be so important at just finding that space in behind and hitting those long balls because 
otherwise it's going to be difficult to get out essentially and um, when you've got a player like Coquelin who may be better off the ball rather than on it as soon as he receives the ball from the centre-halves we're going to be you know, in trouble basically it's basically going to be something like what Liverpool did to Spurs at the weekend you know, uh, every time Wanyama got the ball Liverpool flooded that midfield and pressed him and well, it led to mistakes and that, that is something that could happen to us if we're not careful and I think, I think you're right I think if we play Shaka and, and El Nenny well, at least we have someone who can use the ball intelligently when we get it which which will be a key part. Uh, the thing with Jack, you're actually bringing me around with the idea of playing Jack. I just, I just want if he does play, you've got to be very, very disciplined. You can't do anything to keep like, just worry about Jack in a game like this, which is, it sounds stupid thing to say when he costs 35 million and any experience international, but you've got to stay disciplined if he does play. Yeah. One bonus again of having Jack is he's always got a goal in his locker as well. Within if the ball falls to him 30 yards out, you. There's a lot more chance to mm. sticking one in the top corner than Cockerland, which and obviously the way goal would be so so important. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be averse to, to playing Xhaka either. And I agree, I thought Cockerland was poor on the weekend again. He's not in a good run of form. I, I would actually wonder about not playing Walcott and possibly pushing either Welbeck to the right, possibly not, but maybe um, Awobi to the right. I think there might be even more sort of work rate and sort of physical presence and strength for those three. Oh, I thought Walcott was really really poor again at the weekend. Yep. just as he was at Chelsea really struggling for a little bit of form at the moment despite that hat-trick of Southampton and I just wonder if anyone can sort of switch over and fill that void I'd love to see Perez but I see Perez in train today so I don't think he's going to be um, he's possibly going to be available but and then it loves away be so I am expecting him to start tomorrow but I, I wonder if the two of them can switch, switch over and one of them play on the right hand side so you can fit both of them in I, I personally thought it won't be suffered big time at the weekend and I, I I'm in I agree I think he would give you that physicality that ability to move inside good movement off the ball my only fear with him in a in a game of this magnitude is and I mean last season was kind of his coming of age in the in the new camp when when Arsenal played Barcelona um, El Nenny played really well in that game as well obviously he came up with a goal on that occasion screamer yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I guess my my feeling with Walcott, I just want it to to come good. Is that you know, in a big game, Walcott is the kind of player that could, that can score. And I think, as you say, the, the 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 away goal is so important to Arsenal tomorrow night that I feel is a greater chance. It, it and that's why I think there's got to be a balance. And that's why I'd almost want it to be more of a. a three-man midfield make it as compact as possible don't allow Thiago to get any space between I can't believe you didn't put Thiago in your joint 11 by the way Charlie but we'll, we'll I know we'll, I know <laughs> we'll gloss over easy, that. but I still think I don't know give it metal over will bang on four I don't know yeah He's, um, Unfortunately, he's not bang on form. <laughs> well, this is it. I, I, I think he could be I, I mean, there are many danger men but he strikes me and he is one that can really pull the, dictate the tempo yeah. of the game and, and that's the thing with Xhaka as well is keeping that discipline there aren't many games this season in which we've been completely you know the other team's completely monopolised possession of the ball so it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment there for Xhaka he struggled badly at Manchester City in the second half when City really started pressing us high up the pitch and suffocating us what he needs to do tonight for me is get the ball, release it quickly, and send it over to to Welbeck and and the and you know other players. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I know we're all talking about as if as it's going to be dropped, but in my mind, I think I think Wenger will probably start him. I think Wenger's probably got a dilemma in his head whether to play Walcott or Welbeck. I can see him starting a Wobi. I think it's probably the perfect sort I of think, game. I think he definitely starts a Wobi. Yeah, I think, it, like you say, he adds that physicality, but he can he can use the ball as well, and games like this will need someone who can who can keep control of the ball in the final third. I don't think he'll start. I don't think he'll start Welbeck. I think he's mm. going to keep playing team. I think he'll be Walcott, Walcott, yeah. Wobi, Alexis, I hope, I hope he starts well, but I, I just he, he seems to love that front three at the moment, and uh, so yeah, that's what I'm expecting in my head. I'm hoping I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I think uh, I think we'll be finishing him. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. So we can only hope, basically, that Shaka does play. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, it looks like a Cochrane nil in any midfield, but we'll see. For me, that doesn't have enough uh, technique on the ball and being able to find the, the front four. So. Yeah, fingers crossed. And the poise as well, I think. Mm. Um, Charlie, how how sort of significant do you think this could be on the rest of Arsenal's season? If even if there have been obviously tales of glorious failure in the past, where going to Bayern and winning two 0 with um, Giroud and Koscielny scoring and it not quite being enough to win the win in Monaco two um, 0 that again almost got us there but not quite do you think any kind of win in this fixture do you think it requires you know a real statement of intent for Arsenal to really kind of fend off the critics now over over the two legs well I think any win will certainly be a statement of intent if Arsenal can not buy Munich out and if Arsenal can suddenly stand up and take notice so um, it, it will be a statement of intent there's no doubt about that I think the big difference at the moment is Obviously, we've got the, we've got the away leg second this time, and it's normally First. normally the other way around. So, um, and I think you know we're very very strong. We rarely rarely lose at the Emirates in, in European football, obviously by uh, Barcelona turned the table last year, but, and we had that a couple of shot results where the Olympiacos shot, and then you had the three three around the leg, and then we were three 0 up recently. But you know we tend to get decent results over the years at the Emirates, even against the, the big boys. And so I um I you know if we can just like I said just give ourselves something to play for in North London then then it'll be a decent result and it will, and it will be I mean we, everyone's talking about the record six years since we've got past this stage and it is becoming must be becoming a bit of a mental barrier for Arsenal and if they can break through that now and see off a team like Bayern Munich then yeah, the confidence that'll give them for uh, the rest of the competition and they won't, they won't care who they face really after that if they've managed to get through Bayern Munich they're on believe will probably be in the, at least in the semi-finals and it'll be a massive confidence booster and you know, it'll be a huge huge thing for Arsenal Wenger as well given the pressure that he's under and, and in terms of the rest of the season so and, and it's, it's a massive you can't look anywhere around it it's, it's a huge game for not just the, not just the club but for the manager Do you think Andy the kind of underdog tag it's obviously a bit of a cliche, but do you think that could play into Arsenal's hands a little bit today, and that they're kind uh, tomorrow night? Sorry, and that they're not expected to. Yeah. Well, not expected to a win, but if you look at it, look at it at a kind of bit more of a concentrated level, that they're almost not expected mm. to have too much of the ball. That they're, you know, they are expected to go there uh, to the Allianz and and have as you know as little possession mm. as possible do you think that might almost work yeah in a sense I feel obviously there'll be less pressure on the team because like you say it's, we won't be the favourites we're definitely the underdogs over two legs but 
I don't know. I mean, it looks like we're, we're sort of underdogs in most big away games this season. I think it's more of a mentality thing. If they can just, if they can just break through that one, that big, big breakthrough result, like Charlie said, if, they, if we can just get one under our belts, then you know that trip to Anfield in a couple of weeks doesn't look so daunting. You know what I mean? If we, if we get turned over tomorrow night, it's back to square one, isn't it? Um, so we just, we just need something to go our way. Obviously, they need to put in, put in the work and put in a good performance, but. Yeah, it just it just really something needs to happen for us uh, away from home this season in one of the big games, and you know tomorrow night could be the starting point. And there's a little bit of a fixture pilot coming all of a sudden. I mean, the, the Liverpool game half five on a Saturday evening, which preceding the the Bayern Munich second leg. Um, do you think he's going to have to think about rotation quite a, quite a lot over the next couple of weeks, Charlie? Because You've got the Sutton game, which you'd expect a, a few youngsters to come in for, but he's proven already in the FA Cup. I know it, it was playing at Preston, and it's a, it's a different kind of standard altogether to, to going down to Sutton, but he'll be desperate to avoid any kind of embarrassment there. So you, you wouldn't think he'd go too weak there. Maybe, you know, Jeff might come in, uh, Maitland Niles possibly, but I can't imagine it'll be wholesale changes. So he, he's going to have to really think about how he juggles his, his sort of his options over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, I think Sutton will play the same sort of thing. So Southampton, there is the the one sort of thing hovering over the Sutton game is the pitch. Um, yeah, you know, is he going to risk Danny Welbeck on that pitch? Um, like he did at Southampton for, for sixty minutes, seventy minutes with it. With his knees, does he want to? Does he want to play on that that sort of pitch? I, I don't know. So maybe that will come into the equation in terms of his break in that one. Um, but I think he, he will have to rotate it. But he's in a good position, I know. He's got a very strong squad, and everyone pretty much everyone's fit at the moment. You're only really looking at Sanity Sanity's out. I mean, I don't know what the problem is with Lucas. Um, we'll probably find out tonight from from the manager at a press conference. But yeah. um, there's not too many problems injury-wise. So he's got a very big squad to play, choose from, and a lot of players that. Who will want to be playing? So I don't think he's uh, he sort of going to be under pressure in, in that regard. And see, the, the Liverpool game's massive. It's so big. Unfortunately, I think the Liverpool found a bit of force just before they came down. They got back one and back and playing well, and they look back to their best against Tottenham. Um, so that's obviously going to be a very difficult game in a, in, in a couple of weeks' time. But um, by Candy says that our way, our luck, surely, well, not luck, but our form away from home has got to change at some point against all the big boys. So. Um, hopefully it'll be done. But yeah, no, he's, he's going to have to rotate his squad. There's no doubt about that. It's the stage of the season now where the squad really comes to the fore and the squad really are what separates uh, the teams at this stage. Whoever's got the strongest squad usually coaches, coaches better with it. Obviously, Chelsea don't have a problem with that because they've got no competition to play, but it's apart from uh, the Premier League and, and yeah, the Cups, they're going to be fine. But I think we're all battling for second place now anyway. So, I, I think... um, yeah, it'll be, it, it will be dependent who's got the strongest squad out of the rest of us. Yeah, there's someone we haven't actually mentioned yet, and that's Giroud. Um, he's, you know, he's actually played Giroud yep. away at Bayern in the last couple of occasions, and he's obviously scored out there as well a couple of times. I don't know. Does he does he does he play tomorrow? I I was I was going to say if if Alexis does what he did against Chelsea, it's going to hinder us up front because Bayern are then going to be able to press us higher up the pitch. Admittedly, that creates a few more gaps in behind for, you know, if you play Welbeck and, and Walcott, it won't be, I suspect Chamberlain will continue in the middle. He's an option out there. Um, I feel like it works both ways, doesn't it? Because Giroud gives you the option to obviously hold it up 
and yeah. someone to hit long if, if we were under pressure at the back. But if, if you want someone, we played Drew at Paris Saint Germain away, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. it did. Um, but then obviously, when you want someone with pace on the, to, to attack on the break, then obviously Drew's not your man. But I don't know. It'd be an interesting one. I think if he doesn't play tomorrow, then he'll surely start Sutton. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, I I I, com- I completely agree though. I, I was thinking when we were discussing all these options. You, you're absolutely right. Um, he just almost doesn't come into the no. the thought process, which is is bizarre. But as I say, I think it, you've got a problem there if Alexis does start to drop deep, which he's got you know previous for doing. Chelsea probably the most glaring example, and the number of times that Monreal would get into an advanced position. Obviously, Bellerin had come off that day. Um, with a head injury and that kind of hindered us on the right hand side but the number of times Monreal was getting into some really good positions on that left hand side and that's exactly it and at least he does give you that focal point Um, I personally wouldn't go with him I think he's a game changer option I don't know what you think Charlie Giroud yeah I I don't think I'd be very surprised if he starts thinking he is an option and it's something I could Certainly, pull of surprise if he does it, and it probably catch by me account. They'll be expecting Sanchez to start, but um, with you, I think I think you bring him on probably half an hour ago and, and see if uh, if he can make you a goal with a bit of a change of change of style, change of pattern of play. But um, I'd, I'd be surprised. I think I think Sanchez starts century. And just um, we'll we'll start to wrap things up a little bit um, ahead of next Monday because I'll. I'll next podcast will be at some point next week I don't, know how, I don't know when it will fall given that you're obviously at Sutton on the Monday night Charlie um, but that's um, a proper FA Cup tie a real you know unique some unique charm around that fixture it's I mean the celebrations of the, their players and staff when the cup draw was announced was was quite you know magical to, yeah. to watch I mean it's, it? it's a great story for, for Sutton and everyone involved with that club from a selfish point of view, I just wish we drew them, drew them at home. To be honest, so we could, uh, we could yeah. rest a few players. And um, and there is obviously the issue the with the pitch of that pitch. Yeah, you know, you can see someone doing the hamstring on that pretty, pretty sharpish. But yeah, we should look. We should we should have far too much from anyway. Um, hopefully, it's a comfortable night. You know, I'd rather not get embarrassed on national television. But yeah, I mean, it's a great cup tie. It's a great cup tie for the neutrals, and um, hopefully, we'll be in the next round. To be honest, I can't. There were horrible memories, horrible <laughs> memories of Wrexham in '91. And uh, just, I was only a young kid, I was only ten, but I still remember it perfectly, perfectly well. And I certainly remember the grief I took walking into school there, well, on the Monday. And uh, <laughs> yeah. this will be, this is probably top that. I think if we end up losing yeah, that, no. Wrexham were still just about in the football league at that point. So I know. Um, I think the son of sold it, and son of sold it, to the son head of the game. It's, uh, and uh, the problematic of the cup that which uh, hasn't yeah. gone down too well that's uh, caused uh, board, just uh, a little bit of uproar they're going to make their money they're going to want to make their money out of it and uh, yeah. I think they've sold, they've sold plenty of tickets and there's been a little bit of controversy Absolutely, and it also marks a return, well, I say a return, um, 
a reunion, shall we say, with Craig Eastman, the, the founder of Arsenal Nando's. The Nando's movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great game for him. I, I don't know if his suspension's finished, is it? Did, did those games. I think, so. I think yeah. he's alright. Okay. Yeah. okay, well, yeah, it'd be a great game for him, personally, I think, and Rory Deacon as well. So. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully. I'm sure that will uh, inspire them a little bit more, won't it? But, um, nice little reunion. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, um, just uh, got a couple more minutes. Do you want to give us a flavour of, obviously you've just touched down in Munich ahead of the press conference later. So by Munich, uh, Ancelotti will face the press at 6pm and then we expect Arsene Wenger and a player who I believe we still don't know the identity of at this point. No, I don't think so. I, I certainly haven't found out who it, who it is yet. Okay. Um, that will follow about yeah, like kind of seven-ish or so, won't it? Around then. I think so. Well, I think it's sort of scheduled for six thirty, but I'd be yeah. very, very surprised if it starts at that time. <laughs> so, yeah, you're probably looking more at seven o'clock. Yeah. Um, what it like? It's beautiful here at the moment. Absolutely clear blue skies. Chris cold when I arrived at like seven thirty in the morning, and um, I've spent the well, I got here realised that I brought two power adapters um, for Thailand rather than Europe, and um, so I had a <laughs> Two percent left of my phone, no, no, nothing left of my laptop, and literally spent two hours walking around Munich frantically trying to find a power adapter. The glamour, the glamour of football reporting, eh? I know, and it's, a third, it's not the second, the third time I've done this. I, when I went on a pre-season tour already, once I arrived in Portugal, that one as well. Again, I had to spend eighty dollars in the middle of nowhere there, yeah, and a countryside trying to find one. It, <laughs> uh, it wasn't easy. So yeah, I've got previous or something like that, but. City's lovely. I mean, the fans, I haven't spotted any yet. Like, but I was wandering around for a couple of hours and I went in and had a quick bite to eat and a pint in, a, in the main square and still didn't see any of them. So I thought, I thought there'd be more on view, but I'm sure by the time maybe I get back from the press conference tonight, if I take a stroll into town, uh, there'll be a fair few around enjoying the uh, Hofbrau House and Augustina and the, the wonderful sort of big beer halls that they've got around here. But I mean, it's a fantastic city, really. If I've been here before, I came here for the World Cup in 2006 and had a fantastic time. So uh, all the Arsenal fans do come over is that you're going to retreat in the next couple of days. We'll keep searching anyway. Um, very quickly, just to wrap things up, lads. Um, Charlie, we'll start with you. Score predictions for tomorrow night, please. Just tomorrow night, it's not the same. Um, tomorrow night, I am gonna, I am gonna say that Arsenal are gonna leave Munich with a one-one draw. Oh, he's gone there. He's gone there. I'll take that all day long. I've gone there. He's gone there. Andy, my heart says a one-one draw, but I think my head says two-one defeat. Which again, we said at the beginning of the show, but I think we'll take that. So, yeah, I'll take a two-one. A courageous two-one. I, uh, I, I'm with Andy. I think they're going to have too much for us on the night. As long as we um, But I, I do think there are weaknesses. We're boating out, obviously, as well. I think there are weaknesses in that Bayern defence, and Arsenal have to try and exploit it. They, for me, they cannot leave the Allianz tomorrow night thinking, you know, what if? That, that's, that's the key for me. They need to leave everything out on the pitch, and, and then we'll see ahead of the second leg. A bit last minute. I've just got to put on a bit of a fight. If, if I, I don't want to come away from it thinking similar thoughts as I was from uh, yeah, 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 in December, yeah. you know, performance like that. I don't want to see something like that. Just go out there, put up a fight, show your mean business, and stand up for yourselves and make all the travelling fans and the fans back home proud. And you know, you can come away from it with something. And let's just hope they can. Fingers crossed. Fantastic. And that is the end of the latest uh, Football London 49 defeated Arsenal podcast thank you to Charlie out in Munich he'll be bringing you 
loads and loads of stuff over the next couple of days so be sure to uh, follow him on Twitter at Charles underscore Watts unless I'm mistaken that's right fantastic thank you Charlie for joining us this afternoon no worries and uh, yeah like you said keep following uh, keep following Twitter and Facebook because uh, hopefully when I find the Arsenal fans there'll be plenty of uh, sort of nice colour atmosphere pieces and video content and stuff like that kind of what it's like to, to be a traveller yeah. fantastic are you off to the pub now Charlie <laughs> Am I up to what? To the pub. I, I'm I'm looking very longingly at my bed mm. that is right next to me at the moment. <laughs> Wondering if I can have an hour of power nap before uh, before getting up and going again. Not been up since two o'clock. I do worry if I do that, I'll probably sleep through my alarm and miss press conference. So, so yeah, maybe the pub's a better idea. As I said previously, the glamour of a football reporter. Andy, thank you very much for joining us as well. You'll Cheers, be mate. manning a lot of these videos, Facebook lives, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, please do um, come to the come to our Twitter at Arsenal FC underscore FL. Um, Football London is the website, and uh, Arsenal uh, Arsenal Football London is that the Facebook page? I think that's the yes. Facebook page, isn't it? A few yeah, dots in there. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, please give us a follow. Please give us a like, and uh, we'll be back next week with a um, a look back on the Bayern game and also a look back on the Sutton game too. Um, Enjoy the match tomorrow night and uh, join us for all the very latest at football.london. Thank you and goodbye.